Hi, I'm Charles Stanton. I'm on the faculty of the Honors College at UNLV and the Boyd School of Law. I'm Lana Weatherald. I'm a third-year law student. And welcome to Social Justice. Social Justice, a conversation. A conversation. Well, good evening, everybody. It's November 18th, and happy Thursday. So today, we want to talk about what happened on election night. So I know the last time we left you listeners, we didn't really know, right? We aired at 6.30, polls closed at 7. We weren't really sure. Mail-in ballots hadn't been counted. We weren't sure if elections were going to be contested. We really didn't have any answers for you guys. So during this little half hour of this particular program, I think we should try to encapsulate the best we can what happened during this election cycle. How did it happen? What happened? Why did it happen? Um, So tune in if you want to sort of get a, a good encapsulation of what it is happened on election night last week and I'll let the professor take over yes uh, professor Stanton here yes thank you Lana yeah well uh, it was a surprise to a lot of people what happened Uh, a lot of people were expecting a major uh, uh, onslaught in uh, both the House of Representatives and in the Senate and uh, that did not happen actually in many ways the opposite happened Uh, the Republicans uh, did not retain control of the Senate, uh, and the uh, Democrats have the possibility of adding even another seat uh, in December. And uh, as far as the House of Representatives is concerned, uh, the uh, margin is very, very small. It's probably less than it's probably less than ten members. It, it might not even be more than five or six members. So, so that that was the, that. That's what basically happened. Now, the question of how it happened uh, had to do with, I think, demographics in a lot of ways. Uh, It had to do with the demographic vis-a-vis who voted, who was motivated to vote, and uh, how many people uh, uh, really felt they had a mission to vote. Uh, When you do polling in an election, uh, polling is is a very, uh, very fine art. And uh, you want to touch upon those voters who are most likely to vote. Right. Uh, and the uh, Democratic Party honed in on three particular groups of people to uh, make their statement. Uh, one set of those voters was women voters. Uh, obviously, that was, a, uh, that was a gift that the Supreme Court gave the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. and they were able to uh, utilize it uh, extremely well. Uh, in state after state, uh, many, many women voters said that the, their priority issue was abortion. Uh, and uh, that was certainly one part of their trioka of, uh, of, of support. The second part was, of course, the youth vote. Uh, and the youth vote, uh, 18 to 34, uh, went overwhelmingly for the Democratic Party. Uh, and, of course, that's a warning sign for the Republicans in the future. Uh, as more and more young people come into the voting, uh, uh, come, become a voting age, uh, it's, it's, it's exceedingly much more liberal uh, than uh, even the middle part of the electorate or, or, or people who are older. And then the, um, the third part of the uh, vote was, was elderly people. Uh, the uh, Democratic Party was very shrewd in uh, how they honed their advertising, um, helped along by um, a number of uh, Republicans who talked about, uh, you know, 
doing away with Social Security and Medicare. Uh, and uh, you combine all those thing, three things together, and you add the icing on the cake was that a lot of Republicans uh, were, t- were also turned off by uh, uh, denialism, the uh, fake uh, election message of the former president and his acolytes. So uh, many of them um, uh, split their ticket, and um, many of them also didn't vote at all. Yeah, I believe split tickets are sort of the story of this election. You saw it everywhere. So in my home state of Wisconsin, you know, shockingly, uh, Tony Evers, who has been such an education forward of one of the more progressive, um, you know, elected officials that I think Wisconsin has ever seen. I I don't think I'm crazy for saying that. Uh, You know, he he won, but so did Ron Johnson, who I believe to be... nothing short of insane you know not to mince words here but nothing short of insane um but then not only wisconsin then here in nevada so you know you had people that were not willing to put adam laxalt in office people that thought his messaging was just far too extreme and ridiculous but then were on the same token willing to elect joe lombardo so laxalt too extreme lombardo not too extreme ron johnson not too extreme you know but tony evers won so i think the split tickets really were the story um and and you know it's hard to think how that got rationalized by the number of voters that seemed to have have done that but um truly uh, swung the election i think for a lot of these um democratic races um that were won by people that were very intense i mean against candidates that had no business being an elected official um they we people were willing to split the ticket and say no and say absolutely not i agree that this person is not supposed to be an elected official and i'm not willing to take this sort of rhetoric into office and uh if nothing else that's a hopeful it's a hopeful thing. It, it, it is a hopeful thing. And, and of course, you know, uh, in Pennsylvania, Arizona, Nevada, and Michigan, in the four major uh, uh, categories of race, which is governor, senator, attorney general, and secretary of state, uh, almost all of those uh, elections went Democratic. Uh, the only exception really was in, uh, in Nevada, where uh, uh, Joe Lombardo defeated Steve Sisliak, and... Uh, I think that Steve Sisliak would have had a hard time getting reelected pretty much against anybody. Well, and I think it's fair to note that Sisolak was in a very much no-win situation. Um, Nevada is a giant hub of tourism, right? There was no doubt in my mind if we were going to put thousands back at work on the Strip during the pandemic, thousands would have died. Mm. I do understand that that led to thousands of people being unable to pay their bills. It led to thousands of people not able to return to work where they otherwise believed they may have. And I I get that that caused strife, but it was a no-win situation. It was people die or people lose their jobs. And unfortunately, I just don't think Steve Sisolak was willing to put this state in a position where thousands and thousands of, of you know, hospitality workers were dying in yeah. mass. Um, and these are a lot of the time the hospitality workers in Nevada are, you know, people that are low income, are people from socioeconomic disadvantages. And I, I sort of admire his ability to say, well, I know this may cost me reelection, mm-hmm. but I'm not willing to let these people yeah. die. Um, and I fully believe that his choice to keep the strip, you know, shut yeah. down or relative lockdown going on, on in Las Vegas was the reason he lost. And you yeah. know what? Yeah. It's almost an admirable way to go down if it was yeah. because of live save. Oh, I agree. I agree. I think that uh, I think that uh, in the state of Nevada, particularly uh, the Secretary of State's race and in the uh, the Senate race, uh, uh, the support of the Culinary Workers Union was also a vitally important thing. I think that they uh, and we've we've discussed that how uh, they had a tremendous door to door campaign. Yep. Uh, and I think I think 
in in the, in a lot of these races, um, the secret weapon for the uh, Democratic Party was the Republican candidates themselves. Yeah. You know, in, in, in just to being far out, yeah. far too far out. Yeah, in, in Pennsylvania, of course, Mehmet Oz, uh, uh, Lake in in Arizona, uh, Laxalt was really uh, 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 harmed uh, politically by the advertising. Campaign. Yeah, for those of you that don't live in Nevada um, and are not watching or living locally and watching what was happening with Adam Laxalt and those political ads, I have uh, I have not seen that much vitriol in a political ad in some time. Yeah. I mean, these were um, they were hammering him left and right, calling abortion a joke, and, and yeah. these are things he actually said. But uh, just with the veracity in which um, these were filmed and then how much they were aired, uh, it's no surprise he lost. Um, and then, like we said, women voters were willing to show out; they were willing to go stand in line in the polls; they were willing to send in their mail-in ballots and say absolutely not to this guy even if they were a republican they were willing to split their ticket and say absolutely not to this yeah, guy yeah. so yeah and, and then we saw it again in arizona um with carrie lake who <laughs> you know when the professor and i were talking earlier i said there's really only one word to describe her and it's just kind of nasty mm. just kind of a nasty um and she was it, it, liz cheney may have helped <laughs> helped right. a little bit yeah. where she's concerned but then in pennsylvania too or Mehmet oz who i i view as nothing more than a grifter and gave up all of his personal wealth to lose that election because he says nasty things about Fetterman that shouldn't ever be repeated. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, people are just willing to say no, no yeah. to this. Yeah, Too I, far out. The Republicans did the Democrats a, a, a phenomenal service by putting up people that were completely, yeah. in my opinion, inept. Well, I, I think I think a lot of that, a lot of that was the ex-president. Uh, and, and what's interesting in so many of those races that they nominated in the primaries, primaries that really were not participated in by the whole of the Republican electorate, a small percentage of those people nominated people who were unelectable. And the Democratic Party did ads, basically boosting them supposedly but boosting them in a way that was absolutely poisonous right. because they, they elaborated on all their, you know, far out positions. I think that, I think that in uh, uh, Pennsylvania and Arizona uh, 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 particularly, uh, both of those candidates on the Republican side um, went beyond the bounds of what you're supposed to do. Right. Certainly, with uh, with 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 Fetterman, um, I think there was a lot of people, uh, particularly uh, uh, older uh, older Republicans, moderate Republicans, who, um, although they had some reservations about Fetterman, in the sense, you know, after he had the stroke, what mm -hmm. would his capacity be to to hold know, the job? Right, to hold the, to hold the job. Uh, I think they they were turned off by a lot of the uh, personal attacks on the guy. And um, I think that that's a hopeful sign for the country because I think that's what we need to do. We need to, to say, be, no, we're, yeah. we're not accepting this. Yeah, we need to get away from, we need to get away from the personalization of politics and we need to focus on issues. What are the issues that people uh, are being impacted by? Yeah, you know, I will say, though, with the rejection of Oz in Pennsylvania, the rejection of Carrie Lake in Arizona, uh, the rejection of Laxalt here in Nevada, 
why what happened in Georgia with Herschel Walker the fact that this race went to a runoff at all I mean I, I did not think especially when we were starting to see early results that he would end up forcing a runoff but my god well, I, I mean, he cannot uh, he cannot formulate coherent sentences at certain points. Uh, we're that bad with him. Well, I think I think the answer I think the answer is that he was a Heisman Trophy winner. Wait, yeah. I think the answer is that he led Georgia to a national championship, <laughs> and I think that I think that in a lot of these states, um, sports celebrity, especially at an intercollegiate level is a lasting legacy that a person has. Tommy Tuberville being elected a senator uh, is one example, and, 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 there, and there are others. Um, and of course, the glaring contrast between him and Reverend Warnock, uh, where this is a man who's very distinguished, well-spoken, uh, apparently, I mean, Raphael Warnock deserves to be in office. It's yeah, just very, uh, he's, you know, yeah, yeah. you don't want to say he's served his dues because it, it, that doesn't appear to matter much anymore in yeah. this electorate. But, I mean, good Lord, I what are we doing here? I wonder, though, I wonder sometimes in these uh, 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 cases when they put people like that up to, to run, whether they want somebody, basically, who doesn't have really a mind of their own. Right. They want somebody, who can be a puppet and a yeah, mouthpiece yeah, for yeah, the party. Yeah, somebody who's going to follow their dictates yeah. and will vote the way they want them to vote. And, right. I, and I think that that sort of gets into an issue of how um, party in some ways has become poisonous. Mm. How, you know, when you have votes, uh, particularly in the Senate, where, you know, basically one person or two people can basically prevent a uh, a bill or an issue from even getting to the floor right. for voting, and I think that's that's what we need to address in the next Congress. We need to address the idea that we're a democracy. Now, the, the Senate is a deliberative body, but that deliberation at a certain point must end, and then you must have a vote. It's completely undemocratic for issue after issue to to not be to not be voted upon for a straight up and down vote by by the people who represent you because i think it's it's a total excuse of leadership and 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 and, and really moral courage that so many bills die without even getting an up or down vote and i think a lot of that is the re- is because they don't want their members to go on the record for actually what they what they believe in uh, I think we've seen it with the Republican Party for a number of years. Um, well, most most uh, uh, outlandishly, when Merrick Garland was nominated to be on the Supreme Court, and uh, basically the idea that not only wouldn't they vote for Merrick Garland, not only wouldn't they allow a vote on Merrick Garland, they wouldn't al- even allow a meeting, a hearing. So, so what 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 is democratic about that? And 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 I've said it before, and we've we've, we've uh, I've discussed it with Lana, and we've kicked it around. I think the filibuster is completely undemocratic. Mm-hmm. I don't has I don't think it has anything to do with democracy or good government or representing the people the way they're supposed to. Uh, and it's not in the Constitution. Right. There's nothing. It's not codified no, it's, in law. No, it's a custom. It's a political tool. It's yeah, a it's custom, a, yeah. You know? Absolutely. You know. So, so, so certainly, so certainly that that that's there. Mm. 
No, I think you make a you make a great point where just party has become poisonous because I just found myself even with the Georgia runoff, um, you know, being almost angry that there were so many third party voters that ended up, you know, that should have went the other way that we could have avoided a runoff if it wasn't for third party voters. And then I had to sort of walk that back and think in my head, good Lord, you're being you're, you're you know, you're having this vitriol and this anger towards people that decided they didn't like the two party system. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course yeah. they don't. Look what's happening yeah, around us. I, I shouldn't be angry at those people. I should be angry at the people that have allowed Herschel Walker to even be here in the first yeah, place. Yeah. Um, so I just, you know, we're almost getting to the point where party has blinded us so much that we're, yeah. you don't even know who the, the real enemy is to look towards. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think you make a great point, Professor. I think, I think that after this election now, I think there's going to be a reassessment. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Trumpian politics didn't work. Yeah, the Trumpian politics didn't work, and I think there's going to be a reassessment of looking toward 2024 what is that what is that demographic that the republican party needs to reach and how do we reach it and also and also do we have candidates do we have candidates who we can elect to 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 major offices and i'm not i'm not i'm not sold on ron desantis Really? Oh, Republican I think he'd win candidate. in a landslide as a Republican candidate. I think he appeals to a lot of those split balloters we were talking about that I think ended up mm. saving the Democratic Party. I think I don't think they'd be split balloters and a Ron DeSantis ticket. I don't think he holds that same sort of intense vitriol. And I mean, the, the don't say gay stuff was bad. But I think as far as the women is concerned, he doesn't have that really intense anti-abortion messaging. Um, he he doesn't really hold that same sort of um, I, 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 malice when he speaks. You know, he does sort of speak a little bit more like how you and I he holds those colloquialisms. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's as uh, when you're talking about just Republican candidates that are so off putting in the past. We're talking about Mehmet we're talking about Carrie Lake. We're talking about all these people. That he doesn't have that same ick factor that I think a lot of them do. He's not an ick. He's a he's a dad. He's a dude. Yeah. Um, and I don't think he's a particular. You know, he did work for the DOJ as an attorney. He's not somebody that's completely mm. unqualified. I think he he would stand a but he's not going to run him. They're not going to run him. They're going to run Trump. So let him lose. I I I don't. Well, I I will say this. I will say this. If. If the ex-president is indicted, uh, which, <laughs> which is just odd we, to even come we out have, of them, we right. have this we have this discussion almost every week, and I and I come forward Maybe, with, yeah. with this proclamation. If the uh, uh, ex-president is indicted, I do not see how you can run that that individual in a national campaign. I just don't see it. And you can say, well, that you know. It, it, it was a collusion between the Justice Department and and, the, and, the, and Biden. You can say whatever you want to say, but the bottom line is, if you have a man who's under indictment, and if he's under indictment for <laughs> violation of the of the um, espionage, essentially act, treason, uh, essentially treason, obstruction of justice, I I just don't see it. I just don't see it, and I. And I think, God willing, I mean, but they'll yeah. do it anyway, Professor. I wish I had the, f- I, I, but I have no faith. I have no faith that they won't believe. But then he'll lose. Yeah. But then he will lose. See, I, I, because they can't back out of it. How do you back out of it now? Well, you 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 can back out of it. You can back out of it because you don't want to go down with him. Right. And I think his. Let's hope this election spooked him. Yeah, I think his 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 selling points have diminished. 
so that if you're a, a senator up for re-election, and there's a lot of them yeah. in 24, right. and you're saying to yourself, you know, I backed this guy. It worked out one time. But in 2018, it didn't work out. In 2020, it didn't work out. In 2022, it didn't work out. He has, a, I think he has, even regardless of the, of the you know, the, the legal uh, jeopardy he's in, I think he has a shelf life. And I, I, I don't see it with this guy because, <laughs> because if, if, the, if the proposition is that, you know, Trumpism is alive and well, then all of those candidates that were, he, were the one, he was the one who put forward, they all lost. Lost. Like three quarters of them lost. So what, what appeal would he have? Because if you don't trust the man... Oh, I, I agree with you. I just don't believe they're smart enough not to run him. I don't believe they're smart enough to put Ron up. And then I don't believe that they like that he is a moderate. I mean, as moderate as the Republican Party can get nowadays. But I, I, I think they're going to run him. I think they'll run oh. Trump. I, you know what? They, and let him, let him lose. That's how I see it, is I believe they will run him, and I believe they will lose handedly when they do. Because I, I, th- I think, you know... Although he was he was the shadow, but Justinus over, could be his running mate. Oh, I don't see that happening. I I I I, I just don't. I you know we 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 on that you know uh, uh, we look at it in a different way. Uh, I think I think the Republican Party to win needs to get somebody who can appeal to that middle ground. Uh, and they can run, you know. It, it's true what you say about DeSantis to the extent that he's not that he's not Trump, but uh, he's done a lot of things in Florida that would be the fodder for endless commercials. Right. And I mean, don't say gay was really bad. You know. And then, he, of course, he was running. He was running against the guy who was like a perpetual candidate, who had run in so many races, had been in so many jobs. Never, nevertheless, having said that. My observation of Christ from you know listen, Charlie Christ is a joke colloquially you know, in he, Florida. He's, yeah. he's run for everything, right? You know, he's he's I guess you could say he's the better O'Rourke of Florida. Or and I right. will say, you know, for those of you that aren't familiar with the Ron DeSantis originally um, when he first got elected, beat a guy named Andrew Gillum by a margin so slim. Yeah, I mean, he just barely absolutely. beat Andrew Gillum, and Andrew Gillum was then, um, I believe, arrested in some meth fueled uh, yes. some sort of sexual escapade. So yeah. this was, I mean, he very narrowly. Yeah one against a felon yeah. so this was not some guy that i think everybody believed would be some yeah. you know political power in in the republican but he really does have something about yeah. him for whatever yeah. reason he's well, kind of been really attractive to those florida people those florida voters trump trump is not worried about him no which he should be or, or either either he's not worried about him because he's delusional or he's not worried about him because he does, the the establishment is informing him that he has nothing to be worried about. Yeah, or, or in other words, that you know, the, when it comes to as as you know, as we both know, to run a national campaign takes an enormous amount of money. The money, right? And I would say, conservatively speaking, over a billion dollars. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, at, at least, and, uh-huh. and, and probably absolutely. more. So you would have to get. You would have to get. A tremendous amount of money behind you, but not only get money behind you. You would have to get someone 
who could be, you could be assured would repay you. You see, that was the thing with Trump. Trump got an enormous amount of money, but Trump more than paid back the money that he got. He got the biggest tax cut bill for, for big industry, corporations, the wealthy, right. that has ever been passed in this country. In addition to that, he got huge money from all the conservative backers who wanted people in the Supreme Court. He got that. And, he, and if you take those two things put together, plus all the other judges that he appointed on the federal bench, it was worth it for them. The money that they gave him was worth it. Now, where are you going to find somebody who basically you can pick Supreme Court justices, justices for, yeah. which is unheard of? There was a list. Here's your list. This is who you're going to pick. Okay, I'm going to pick them. <laughs> it's crazy. Right? But he did it, and, and, and everything was good with it. Everything was good with it, you know. So it, it remains to be seen. We need, we need to see, I think, before anybody can make any predictions about you know, looking, they're gonna looking in, a, in a crystal ball. We need to see how the legal process uh, either works or doesn't, doesn't work. work. You know, and, I, and, and, and I've said it again, that, and I'll, I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think that this is a seminal moment in American history vis-a-vis uh, -vis justice. I think that our, our ability to, to present the idea that America... Uh, you ha that every person is judged equally, which in, in many ways has always been a, a, a mythology because we know that people of color and we know that people who are poor are not judged the same as people right. who are wealthy. But I think, I think in, 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 this particularly egregious, in, in, in this particularly egregious example, egregious, egregious, not on, on any two matters but these, the, the the possession of the possession of our most intimate secrets in your house right the willingness or the unwillingness to return those secrets plus the fermentation of a uh, uh, an insurrection uh, are things that cannot cannot stand if you want to have any if you want to have any consensus among our populace that there really is or a legitimacy, any you know, legitimacy. because it did. It, I mean, we were viewed, I think, very much on an international level as a legitimate yeah. when you were allowing people yeah. to throw literal feces. I mean, in the, yeah. your nation's capital, yeah. hitting their marijuana pens yeah. in the nation's capital, bringing yeah. their ARs yeah. and their costumes yeah. into yeah. the nation. I mean, yeah. it's like yeah. the fact that we're even talking about it is yeah. ridiculous, and how the whole thing was allowed to go down as if yeah. it was a part of, you know. Well, I'll, I'll, it is a dark, like you say, a dark spot on our history, I'll, and how we choose yeah. to respond to it will be everything. I'll just throw this in quickly about General Kelly, who was chief of staff for, for, for Trump. Right. And how he, uh, all these years later now, he's talking about how James Comey and, uh, and uh, James McCabe uh, were targeted, and all these people who were enemies of, of the president were targeted, and uh, they wanted to use the IRS in different agencies. Where were these people? Where was Mike Pence? Where was where, where was Mike Betsy? Pence was worried. He his head was on the chopping block you know, next. Quite frankly, where, where were all these people when uh, th they had a duty to speak? And now everybody's well, coming. Yeah, everybody's absolutely. everybody's coming out with a book now. Oh, he was. Just, I, well, I watched yeah. something on Bill Maher where they said I think over twelve hundred books yeah, have been written about the Trump presidency. Yeah, twelve hundred books. Yeah, man. but you know the the, t <laughs> the time for the time for action is when these things are happening, 
it was it was really it was really um, it was really a miracle that the country didn't go south, that our democracy didn't go south. It was really uh, by the grace right. of a higher power that those people that day in Washington, those Capitol Police, those people who uh, had sworn to uphold the law and did uphold the law, uh, and the, and people like Pelosi and Schumer and people and, and people and quite to a lesser extent Mike Pence and, who didn't and give to, in to a lesser extent Mike Pence yeah who uh, uh, believed in that in that ideal uh, to 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 keep our, our our democracy running, but you can only go to the well so many times. You know, there's th- a certain point. You know, th- 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 you'll bend and you'll also break. So we have to make sure as a nation that we elect people who truly believe in those principles, in those values, in those ideals, even though many times they fall short uh, of, uh, of what we wish they would be. Uh, somebody once said, you know, I think it was, I think it was Franklin, and they asked uh, about Franklin, and uh, he said, that they said, what do you think of, uh, of uh, you know, the American ideal? And he says, well, he says, uh, he says it's, it's, the worst, it's the worst government that's ever been invented, except for every other one. And I think with that, um, we're leaving on a slightly more optimistic note um, than we usually leave you guys with. So thank you guys for being getting out, going and voting, and we hope you tune in next week. Um, and hopefully we'll have a little bit um, more of an update, some more news on how, of, uh, how the runoff is going in Georgia and some more updates for you guys just generally about the world of social justice. Thank you for tuning in. See you next week. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to our show. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact us at Wethel1, that's W-E-T-H-E-L-1, at nevada.unlv.edu or to contact Professor Charles Stanton, contact him at C-H-A-R-L-E-S that's charles.stanton S-T-A-N-T-O-N at unlv.edu See you you next time. time!